little sex mm-hmm. dungeon kink kinks sex dungeon situation. Yeah. This is Jen and this is Ken and you're listening to Millennial Shit Podcast. All right, welcome or welcome back to Millennial Shit Podcast. We are in week 6 of The Bachelorette. Currently Wednesday, feeling really tired. And before we dive into what happened in the Bachelorette episode, we are going to talk about what's going on in our week as millennials. Um, So, Ken, how was your week? I am tired as well, but I'm always tired. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I started a new job, as you know, and, you know, it's not going – as great as I thought it would be, and I've had the opportunity to share that with my bosses, my supervisors. Yeah, and um, they've been very receptive, but I'm kind of in a position where I have to really figure out, is it time to jump ship again? Like, I made a mistake, I think, and I think it's time to, like, look at other opportunities or do do you do I stick it out? And this is kind of mm. I feel like I can't be the only person who's ever been in this situation, but everyone keeps telling me to stick it out for a year. And I'm just thinking, fuck, a year? Like an entire year? <laughs> I am 10 yeah. weeks into this job. Can I do another 40? I don't know. They do say to stick it out for a year, but it is a real thing. Yeah. If it's like I, I don't know if it has to do with like expectations and resetting expectations or if it's like it's so hard you really have like no window to really think is this the job for me yeah you know you don't have any of that it's just rushed yeah what were you gonna say no just like you know the employer can put the employee on a trial period but can the employee put the employer on a trial period like I was really hopeful going in. I think you I think everyone is when you take a new job, you're hopeful, but I'm having a gut feeling and that tied with just mm. very clear observations and of slight dysfunction. I just don't see why I should be sticking it out for a year just to make people feel comfortable or like a future recruiter to not make them feel concerned. I just I just feel like it's better for everyone if I just move on like as quickly as possible. Then they can hire someone who likes the job. I can move on to something else that you know is better suited for me. But all the advice I'm getting is like stick it out. And I don't know. Mm. That's it's tough. Honestly, that's just triggering for me because that's one of my fears. <laughs> Seriously. Like if what I think also because jobs are so competitive nowadays yeah. where you literally – it you do have that fear of like, am I making the right decision? Yeah. Especially as like a millennial, like you just start working mm-hmm. and you just go for it. Yeah. And you're not really – you really have to go by trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. There is a little bit of like – do I stick with the de- do I work for the devil that I know or for the devil I don't? You know? I know. That's oh, that's a classic yeah, line. Yeah. I hate it. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I don't know. I don't know what my decision will be. I'm still really thinking about it and having a lot of conversations with different people. That part has actually been really wonderful, like talking to people and getting their honest feedback. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, wish me luck. I'll keep thinking and see where things go. Um, Shit. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. But let's – how was your week? I know you're tired because – you know, hot weather. Hot for Bay Area. Yeah, it's just hot weather for the Bay Area. Um, also feeling like I honestly hate when people are like, yeah, you should take vacation. You should take vacation, right? And it's like, okay, great. I get what you're saying, but who the fuck is going to do all this shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's almost like, when is the perfect time, especially when you are constantly covering people? Yeah. It's like the work never stops, and it it's almost worse if you go on vacation. Yeah. So that's how I feel right now. I feel like I'm in recovery mode, tired, and just mentally plugged. Out. So, have you heard of the term called quiet quitting? It's all no. Okay, tell me. It is okay. So, let me get this right. Quiet quitting is when you just do your job of nine to five. You put in the work. The job gets done, and you don't give it a millisecond more than that. You don't give it any more additional effort than that. And and if you think about it, it's been very like controversial, but if you think about it, what it's saying is work is work. And the mm. fact that there are people out there who think like, oh my God, like quiet quitting is just such a millennial and Generation Z problem. Why would you not give it your all? And it's just crazy because Americans think like overworking is the natural state. And so by, the, by pulling yeah. back and just working nine to five, that is outrageous. It shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I got problems with that one. (laughs) Because it's like trying to make someone feel guilty for not working above and beyond 24 Mm -hmm. fucking Mm 7. I get what you're saying, and I could be – I could could be in that category of quietly quitting, but it's almost like – that's almost like a boundary, so no, why is it's, it labeled. It's it's no, it's a good right? thing. No, it's it's okay. a tr- it's a trendy like thing that people do oh, want okay. to pursue. Yeah, I think because they put quitting and it makes it sound negative. Right, right. No, it's it's okay, a, okay. it's a positive. It. People are agreeing, especially I think again millennials and Generation Z. Ah, uh, all right. Well, I'm there. <laughs> That's what's going on right now. <laughs> so the 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 idea is like. America is backwards because they think the normal mm. is overworking themselves. Facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is a millennial thing because – but you know how like, you know, our parents' generation, it was a lot more like manual labor. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as like mentally – it wasn't mental labor where you constantly had to make decisions. Yeah. You know, it's so different Mm -hmm. where you do kind of 
you were able to, it was the, just the time and the work was associated differently than how it is now in our generation. Yes. It's like not the same. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's more stressful. Yeah. And now with the pandemic blurred boundaries of a work and home. So bad. So yeah. bad. that just effed up boundaries left and right. Cause it was already, we could go on a whole pandemic mm-hmm. talk as a millennial. Oh my God. That could be another topic, but <gasps> we literally were overworking ourselves mm-hmm. and then we were overworking at home mm-hmm. and then you try to do boundaries mm-hmm. and then when it's busy, you drop the boundaries and you try to put them back up again and it's a whole annoying roller coaster when it comes to work boundaries. Yeah. Am I just complaining now? No, no, I agree. I – like right as of the last year, I like refuse to work in bed. That's like I've, I've had to create like physical boundaries oh. in the house to separate like work and life. Because I in the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic, I was so into answering emails in bed. And now I just have like a designated workspace and that's it. Because there were times where you just – it's so easy to go just watch TV and work on the couch. Yeah, exactly. For like an hour, two hours. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> okay, well, I'm pro – Pro uh, quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. Same. Um, <laughs> did you hear about Apple requiring people to go into campus three days a week? No, I did not. It's like a, the strictest return to work plan for big tech that has been Holy announced. Moly. Yeah, three days a week. That's that's kind of a lot. Were they thinking that they? And I feel like a lot of people are moving towards that. Like, and if you notice, everyone's like, we eventually want to do three days a week. I'm like, oh, y'all crazy. <laughs> Who okay. says that to you? Um, a lot of like departments mm. and um mm-hmm. I feel like people that I know in under in other industries are saying they go in at least twice a week. Yeah. Well, what is your ideal situation? Ideal mm-hmm. would be once a week, maybe twice a week. Okay. I also don't like going in the city. I don't live in the city. So that's mm-hmm. like a whole ass thing for me. Right. Right. And they don't make it easy with no, the cost of parking. parking's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Um, parking's ridiculous and all the construction in the city if you don't live in the city. Mm-hmm. I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I- that's, that's the annoying part is that commute. One to two times, I think, is really all you can ask at this mm. point. Like, I, I really don't think you can require three days. I guess we'll see with what Apple employees feel and say. People want to move. Yeah. People want to sure. be able to, like, be with their kids. In a backyard. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just – so, I don't know. That's why I feel like when you give people a taste of something they never really had before, and then you want to take it away. Exactly. You can. And that – you're giving the employer the majority versus the employee the majority. I, I have a feeling we will be seeing more of this. But we'll see. Bummer. Yes. Okay. Now, segueing into mm-hmm. this episode. It was kind of a bummer of an episode because it was boring. 
I thought. <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah, I kind of like got up at mid-dinner <laughs> during it, to be honest. I fast-forwarded like the Hulu 10-second fast-forward. I was like, okay, boring, boring, boring. I just – that was the first time I've ever done that because it was very slow. But let's try to do this chronologically. So the one-on-one dates. They're in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. Zach and Rachel. Boring. 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 I don't understand the connection and you don't understand it either, I think. Yeah, I don't get the chemistry. They say they have great chemistry and I'm like, where? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> sometimes you where? see it like you you see just – they don't laugh. Yeah. I mean, they may laugh, but it's not like an intense like enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I just don't get it. I agree. Kind of bland, super vanilla. I don't know. Yes. It's whatever. Yeah. The other one-on-one for Gabby was uh, Nate. Nate. Oh, Nate. What are your thoughts on that? I didn't cry, but I had like, you know, the tears welling up in my eyes because I felt for them. Like I – there was a point where when it first started – when they first started crying, I was like, okay, this is too much. But then – he like kissed her hand, just like held her hand and kissed it for so long. And I was like, oh God, like that was so tender and so real. Oh, and I like got very mm-hmm. emotional. What do you think? I I do appreciate the fact that she used that one-on-one to have a conversation with him mm-hmm. and gave him that time. Because she knew she was going to do it. There was no one-on-one plan. They just were on this bench. So I appreciate that she used that time for like that goodbye and how much thought she put into if she could be a stepmom or not. I agree. She was incredibly considerate to think of what a family, a hometown visit would mean for him. And mm-hmm. being a stepmom or committing to that and meeting the daughter and, you know, like it just is, it is very tricky. You have to be sure. Yeah. But you know what I have to say is I feel like he was the one. <gasps> you do? I do. Wow. She said it. She said like – she said you're the one. But it's just not – but I forgot what she said afterwards. But I do think because it's the season of The Bachelorette and it's not a traditional or normal sense of like you gradually can work up to that point. And you mm-hmm. can, you know what I mean? Like you kind of can feel it out and have an actual relationship, just you two, and decide if you're ready for that. It's kind of just forced on them because of the timeline. Yeah. And she says it like every time, even like mm-hmm. them saying goodbye, she was like, it makes me love him more. And I'm like, book, you're not supposed to have that feeling, you know? Yeah. You're supposed to be okay with letting it go. And I think she came to terms with that because there are other guys there, mm-hmm. but I do think it would have been different if there wasn't a timeline and it could have gradually, gradually and like organically got to that point. I must have skipped over that part where she said she he was the one. <laughs> I but it I, was during a lot of crying. So okay, yeah, I um I definitely believe that she felt strongly for him. And, mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't think they were, like, good for each other. They weren't, like, the best. But it's okay. over. It's over now. And it's over. He's going back to his daughter. 
I just like that he was patient with her. Yeah, he really was. But with Nate leaving, it just yes. all Gabby has now are white men. You're right. And I just feel like it always ends up just white guys. Mm-hmm. You start mm-hmm. off with such a diverse pool and then in the end, yep. white guys. Are you talking about Ethan? We won't get there right now. We'll Wait, who's Ethan? You mean Eric? Ethan's the Asian guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A racial set. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Gabby's guys, yeah, all white. Group dates. <laughs> okay, let's just talk about Rachel first. Okay. So cheese situation. I don't know. Also a very bland date. Again, it was a very boring episode. The only part that was worth talking about is at the evening, you know, um, drinks situation. Tino mm-hmm. doesn't get the group rose and he is mm-hmm. as I first off, Ethan with the one liner. He was a baby back bitch about it all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I laughed so hard when he said that because he was acting like a baby back bitch and <laughs> he was just being so mopey. But you know what? I understand it as well. And he apologized to Ethan the morning after Tino did. I got problems with Tino. Okay, let me hear it. What's up? I I feel like that's a red flag. I feel like – and I get it's a competition. You want to be noticed and all these things. But you're almost doing things for you – you're giving so you can receive. Right. And so it's at the end of the day, it's Rachel's journey and he needs constant validation. He always wants a rose. He wants to do this. We so can do this and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then he gets upset. And it's almost like he's codependent in a relationship and needs that validation, mm-hmm. which. So this is why like, I appreciate Ethan because he's just taking on the chin mm-hmm. and just not being a sore loser about the whole thing. Yep. So, yeah, I got problems with Tino and his, like, bad attitude. I was just going to continue. I guess. I I thought we were being too too tough on him, but I see your perspective. Does the fact that he apologized the next morning not make it better? Like, he wasn't defensive in any way. He was just like, yeah, I should have not freaked out. I don't know. The way he was talking when he was upset just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, okay. And Tino. I did all it- of this so I could be – so I could get the rose. And it's like, okay, at at what point do you trust Rachel and your connection? Yeah, he was just super insecure in the moment. Yeah, and needed validation, which you're right. Maybe it's a sign that he's like kind of needy and codependent. I mean, I get it. We all need it. We all need validation. But I'm just annoyed with Tino. It did seem like a very – You're on? (laughs) You know? He it was an extreme reaction to like not getting a group rose. So And it's like his second time in a row doing that. Is it? He oh, it was Rachel who did not go to a one-on-one because Logan switched sides. Oh and yeah. He was like Oh yeah. It's as a breadcrumb girl, it's like Right. He was like, Well, I was upset with you. Mm-hmm. So fuck your feelings and you getting broken up with. Oh god. You know? Yeah. You're right. I, didn't I remember. Feel seen. Yes, that's what he said. So I got problems I, with Tino. You're right. He is a little needy, and that is, if not a red flag, a yellow one, at least. Okay, yeah. we'll give him a yellow one. A yellow yeah. Flag. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yellow flag on the plate. Yes. 
Who got the group rose? Tyler. Tyler. He's got a baby face, but then his bod was like he was ripped. It's I very know. confusing. <laughs> he has a baby face. He's probably on the shorter end. Yeah. But has a really nice body. Ethan also was more in shape than I thought. It was Tino who was out of shape too. I know. The, and he does construction or whatever, doesn't he? And Avon. Well, everyone else. Every week good. we say we love Avon. So. Love Avon. Nothing else. You think he's good. coasting? Yes, totally. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, he's just going off his good looks. Yeah, one thousand percent. Oh my god, totally. I wonder so if that's funny. just his life, his life story. Just coasting. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I yeah, would not doubt it. Good for him. The better group date, Gabby's little sex mm-hmm. dungeon kink kinks sex dungeon situation. Yeah. Yeah. What did you? What are your thoughts? <laughs> when they were being questioned by the dominatrix woman, oh my god, the yeah. questions were so funny. Their responses were so funny. I thought it was good. I thought it's cute to like be uncomfortable with each other. Yeah, and you could tell they were super uncomfortable. Yes. For a minute, and I'm thinking of Spencer right now, the oh. army guy. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. He was just like frozen. Oh my god, their um their safety words were so good. Oh yeah. Albuquerque, asbestos. Albuquerque. <laughs> Pumpkin. What was the other Pumpkin. one? Oh, I don't know. They were very good. Very good yeah. ones. How would you feel if someone brought you to a kink store as a date? I have no clue. Have you ever been to like one of those sex shops? No. Really? They're everywhere. Uh- I have not been. Oh, they're fun. I've been just because oh I'm curious to like look around because they're all well, over. Also, haven't you been to Amsterdam? Oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> okay, oh, I my God. It. You haven't? Mm-mm. Amsterdam is wild. Okay. And then so after Gabby's. Oh, Rose went date. to. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, Logan. No, Rose because Logan got COVID. And, then and how do you think one person got COVID? I have no idea. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, and then he just like disappeared. Yeah, they they just were like he's. They weren't gonna wait for him to quarantine. I guess not. Or they put him in quarantine. They said screw it. Yeah, he must have like stayed on the ship somewhere. No, like where are they gonna move him? Yeah, I'm. I. They probably did have him stay on the ship and then he could fly out once he was cleared. That's really bad way to end things to, by catching yeah, COVID. I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, that's shitty. He made it this far. He went through so much like, drama. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, you got COVID, so you're done. That sucks for so him. So she had no group rose. I like Logan. I liked him. So too bad. Yeah, too bad. And then we get to the rose ceremony. Gabby sends home Spencer, which not a shocker. And Rachel sends home Ethan. Ethan. Not a shocker. Now Gabby has three hometowns and Rachel has four hometowns. That should be interesting. What do you – okay, so we're definitely going to talk about this next week. But what do you think about hometowns? They're always like fine and boring or – they're super awkward. And it's like hard to watch. How would you feel if if you were a contestant and you had to bring home like The Bachelor 
to meet your I'd family. I'd be stressed out. Yeah, right? Yeah, and I'm thinking of how, like, is that, like, a millennial thing, like, always bringing people home to your parents? I don't – I feel like back then you bring, like, one person home. But, like, now it's, like, you bring, like, maybe your college boyfriend or your high school boyfriend or – you know what I mean? I don't bring anyone home. <laughs> no. No? No. Okay, that's good to know. It is different. It's mm-hmm. not like I get that why they do it. It is part of like maybe you want to meet the family on who you'd potentially get engaged to. Mm-hmm. But it's so rough. And to put yourself through that four times in a row. Yeah, four times is a lot. Like one time stresses me out. Rachel says this thing. She asked all of the guys, have you ever brought anyone home before? Mm-hmm. I was annoyed. Why? I don't know. Rachel's like annoying me right now. <gasps> I understand. Okay. Actually. I, I was surprised for a moment and then I was thinking, wait, sometimes the way she talks annoys me. It's because she talks to them like babies. Oh, my. Okay, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Have you brought anyone home before? Yeah. And I'm like, why do yeah. you have to act, like, talk like that? Like, exactly. She, her voice does annoy me. I low-key yeah. feel like she pretends in every conversation she has. Is that, uh, is that the vibe you get? I do get that vibe. and Like I, she's just pretending. I wonder if she puts it on because she thinks it's, like, more attractive to be, like, that kind of, like – a flirtatious, girly voice. It's annoying. It's annoying, yeah. When she asks these questions of, have you brought anyone home before? It's like, they're all going to tell you yes. Mm-hmm. They're in their 20s, 30s. Of course, they're going to say yes. Right, right. So maybe you should just, and if you have a comparison kind of like insecurity, maybe you shouldn't always ask those questions. You're it's right. one of those things where it's like, are you really, you have to be careful what you ask for and be ready to to hear the answers because they're always, they're not going to always be what you want to hear. She wants to hear, oh, they're going to love you. She wants that like affirmation from Yeah. Them. She's fishing for very specific answers. Yep. To yep. make herself feel better. She wants to hear as much as possible, like how much they like her and want her and want to be with her. Like constantly. It's weird because was she like this in Clayton's season? Like I feel like they wouldn't have chosen her to be a bachelorette if she was like this needy in in Clayton's season. I don't think she was this needy. I think Clayton Mm. did a number on her. Mm. And in her one-on-one, she talks about how she went to therapy. Yeah. That's right. Like, you pretty much got played on national TV. Like, that shit is traumatizing. Yeah. And yeah. so maybe that's why she needs it. So I just – I get annoyed when she does that because you can't – Yeah, I don't know. You just can't always ask questions when you already know you have the tendency of going down that road of thinking maybe too much into it. So Hope Towns will definitely be interesting. She's probably in therapy now talking about how how needy she was on her season of The Bachelorette and mm-hmm. trying to hopefully work on that. I don't know. Now, we started off with Gabby having more men. Now Rachel has more men. 
I don't see them ending up with any of their men, to be honest. Like, no one seems like a sure thing, 100% going to work out kind of partnership. Oh, for sure. The only one for Gabby I see working is Jason. <gasps> really? Yeah, I feel like he's, like, very intentional and, like, tuned in on being there for Gabby, which is kind of why I say that. He would be a solid choice, but I think she's going to go with Eric. Yeah, I don't – she wants this fairy tale ending mm. with with Eric for sure. And then – the other one? Um, Johnny, the guy with the brows. The plucked Johnny, brows. I feel like, is still learning who he is. But they, I think they would have fun. For Rachel, she's probably going to choose Tino or – I don't think Tyler is going to get it. If anything, I would see it making sense with Tyler. Yeah. I think Tyler would be that person to constantly give her attention that she needs. Tino would be, they would both need attention. So they both need to give it to each other. Who is the fourth guy? Zach. And then who's your Oh, Zach. Avon. Avon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zach. Zach, I I don't get it. (laughs) Like, He's I saw nice, but like boring. Boring. I don't know. Shit. If we were on TV, maybe people would think we were super oh, for boring. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And then Avon. I just think Avon's not ready for marriage. Yeah. This Nothing season happened. is not it. I don't know. Yeah. I think Gabby could have definitely had her own season. Yeah, I think so. Okay, Jen and I will continue to stay tuned, even though this may be the most boring season yet. We will hang in there. Catch you next week. <laughs>